Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee served the Lord for more than seven decades, and these life studies represent his contribution to the ever-expanding understanding of the revelation of the Bible. The purpose of these life studies is to present the truths contained in the scriptures and to minister the genuine life supply, to solve the common and hard problems found in the Bible and to open up every book of the Bible through interpretation. We're very happy to bring you selected portions from his speaking today. If you'd like to learn more about the Life Studies, please visit our website at lifestudy.com. Simply lifestudy.com. Now, here's today's program. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 says, So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Many Christians debate whether our Sabbath is Saturday or Sunday or some other time period yet in the future. What is the New Testament revelation on this topic, and how critical is it for us as Christians? We'll find out today on the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. And Gary Kaiser is with us for the first of several programs dealing with the remaining Sabbath. Welcome to the program, Gary. Thank you, Matt. As I mentioned before, I enjoy being here. Gary, the New Testament doesn't say too much about this issue, but I guess it's fitting that it is addressed in this book of Hebrews. There are several different views of the importance or the interpretation of the Sabbath in the New Testament. Maybe you could review these for the sake of our listeners. Well, Matt, our fellowship today is based upon... Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 read this way, Let us fear, therefore, lest a promise being left of entering into his rest, any one of you may seem to come short of it. For indeed we have had the good news announced to us, even as they also. But the word did not profit them, not being mixed together with faith in those who heard. And then it goes on to point out in verse 7, 8, and 9 that because the works of God were continuing, that these works are established from the beginning, there has to be a remaining rest. And therefore, in verse 7, he says that he again designates a certain day today, saying in David— that is in the Psalms, after so long a time, even as was said before, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had brought them into rest, that is, bringing them into the rest in the good land, he would not have spoken concerning another day after these things. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. So the question among many believers is what is that Sabbath rest? Of course, it is related to the good land, but as the writer of Hebrews indicates, 
There was no bringing them into rest and bringing them into the good land. There was still something lacking, something missing. So they're still speaking then of a remaining rest. Many have interpreted this as related to the millennial kingdom, that is, a thousand years of the ruling and reigning of Christ in the next age. And that's been related to on the basis of a period of a thousand years being as one day referred to in Second Peter 3.8. So there have been 6,000 years until now and then related to another thousand years during the millennium. But this doesn't seem to satisfy the full implications of this matter of being careful that we do not fail to enter into this rest. I believe we'll see something today that will help us very much in this regard. Gary, rather than a theological debate about this or that day or interpretation, I think our listeners are going to be in for a real pleasant surprise as they stay with us on these coming programs on the remaining Sabbath. It's a wonderful realization and revelation. Let's join Witness Lee. First of all, what is the Sabbath rest? For centuries, Christians didn't understand what is the Sabbath rest here revealed in Hebrew 4. The first time the Bible mentions the matter of Sabbath, we know what was that day. Of course, many Christians only understand that day was the day after God finished his work. So God rested. And the seventh day became a Sabbath. Well, this is from the surface to look into it. To see this is right, but you have to look into the content. Why God didn't rest on the fifth day? Well, you may say, well, on the fifth day, God hasn't finished his work. That's right. Then what God is short of? In creating other things, mainly God just created by his word. God called not being as being. God didn't create man this way. God made man with the earth. If you would reread Genesis 1 and 2, you will see God rested on the seventh day, not mainly because his work was finished, but basically because he got what he wanted. Amen. What he wanted was not a completed work. What he wanted was mankind out of the earth and on the earth to express him and to represent him. This was his heart's desire. So he rested. Why he rested on the same day? Because he got man there. Then man was damaged. That rest got lost. 
Well, let us all turn to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 5. We read, firstly, in verse 9. It's quite meaningful. And immediately the man became well and picked up his bed and walked. Now, it was the Sabbath on that day. The Lord did something which was not permissive according to Jewish regulations to keep the Sabbath day. So the Jews bothered the Lord Jesus. Verse 16. And for this, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he did these things on the Sabbath. They sought to kill Jesus on the Sabbath day. So verse 17 says, but Jesus answered them, my father is working until now, and I'm working. And you are taking Sabbath, my father's working. The Sabbath he got on the same day already got lost because man was damaged. As long as man has not been recovered, my father is still working. Don't you know that the Sabbath on which God was satisfied, recorded in Genesis 2, that was destroyed by the enemy of God because God lost what he has gained. My father's working until now. Not only today, it's working until now. Since Genesis chapter 3, my father has never stopped his work because the man that satisfied him was lost. I just like to impress you. What is the real significance of Sabbath? The significance of Sabbath is that God is satisfied with man. That there is a situation that God is expressed and represented by man. As long as there is man expressing God and representing God, that day is Sabbath to God. Gary, this is a somewhat different view of the Sabbath, that to God, his Sabbath began when he got what he was after, related to his purpose and not because he needed to rest. So then, what about after man fell and was spoiled for God's purpose? Is that an interruption to God's Sabbath rest? Well, surely it is, Matt. God got what he was after. That sounds so wonderful. He was after a man who would be expressing him and representing him. But the fallen man is usurped by the rebel Satan and becomes a rebel to God. Fallen man has no rest and God has no rest. So the Lord Jesus speaks about his Father still working and Christ himself still working in John 5. That's a significant portion pointing out that on the Sabbath day, the Lord Jesus healed a man, an impotent man, who was able to pick up his bed and walk. And the Jews were upset with him to the uttermost because he had violated 
their concept of the Sabbath, the rest. And the Lord pointed out to them, the Father's not resting now, and I'm not resting now. There is something lacking, and this is really what is being opened up to us in this subject, to see the Sabbath rest is God being satisfied with a man who is representing him and expressing him. When he has that, he has rest. And when we have rest, it indicates we have become one with him in his desire. Well, we've just touched on what is the key and heart of this matter of the Sabbath and its understanding, and we're going to also find out how its application affects us. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of our life study from the book of Hebrews. The church life is a life that man is gained by God. That man on this earth today is expressing God, is representing God. When this situation appears, I tell you, we are in the rest. Because God is happy. God is happy that today on this earth, he is expressed through this group of human beings. And he is represented. I could assure you, probably we don't have the eyes to see this. Whenever this happens on this earth, so many angels would be dancing in there. They would be dancing for God's satisfaction. God is satisfied. God is rested. Why we know? Because our spirit is satisfied. We know. Now we could see what is the real meaning of the Sabbath rest. Have you got it? The Sabbath rest is man gained by God to express God and to represent God. Whenever such a situation appears, that is the Sabbath. God is satisfied there. God is rested there and man too. Hallelujah. This is the Sabbath rest. In type, it was the good land. In actuality, this kind of Sabbath didn't come in. So, the psalmist in the Psalms prophesied, there is a Sabbath rest remaining for God's people. The book to the Hebrews quotes this verse from the Psalms saying there is a Sabbath rest remaining for God's people. And what is this Sabbath rest? In principle, it is the situation that mankind is gained by God to express him and to represent him. This situation has not come until the church comes into existence. The proper church life is God's Sabbath. Now you can understand that this book to the Hebrews warning them you shouldn't miss the Sabbath. You shouldn't miss the Sabbath. You have to be diligent 
to get into the Sabbath. And what is the Sabbath? The proper church life. Don't be foolish. You have to be clear. The Sabbath rest that God kept in Genesis chapter 2, that was destroyed. And that never happened again. So God, in the Psalms, assigned another day. Today. And this is the remaining Sabbath rest for you. You have to enter into. What is this? This is firstly the church life. You have to enter into this situation that God on this earth today is expressed and is represented. That God could be satisfied. Amen. That God has something to rest on. And this will be God's Sabbath rest, and this will also be your Sabbath rest. Gary, we've come to realize through the course of the life study of the Bible that man was created specifically by God to express him. And today we're being treated to a marvelous presentation that whenever such a condition exists, that is the Sabbath rest, both to God and to man. Gary, is this condition available to man today? And if so, what brings it about? Well, what a wonderful word that God really is seeking to have a condition in which man is expressing him and representing him. And that condition really is in the genuine church life in which man has been gained by God on this earth for God's expression and representation. Wherever there is such a situation, God is satisfied And those who are participating in this wonderful church life are also satisfied. We're at rest. In fact, when we are satisfied in our spirit, we know that he is also satisfied. I'm reminded here of Philippians chapter 2. The first four verses of that chapter are very striking. Paul says here, if there is therefore any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship of spirit, if any tenderheartedness and compassions, make my joy full that you think the same thing, having the same love, joined in soul, thinking the one thing doing nothing by way of selfish ambition nor by way of vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, considering one another more excellent than yourselves, not regarding each his own virtues, but each the virtues of others also. What a contrast this is to what we see in many situations, even in Christianity, doing nothing by way of selfish ambition in lowliness of mind, considering one another more excellent than yourselves. It seems here is a description of a church life as it ought to be in a genuine way. When we first receive the Lord, we enter into 
a rest with him, but that rest is temporary unless we go on to develop the church life. We need to be those who are pursuing this oneness in spirit, pursuing the enjoyment together of the same love, the same speaking. And all of this is carried out because there is one who is operating in us, both the willing and the working for his good pleasure. What a marvelous gift this is to us and how diligently we must seek to enter into this. Gary, this is quite a realization that there is somewhat of a progressive aspect to the matter of the Sabbath. Your indication that upon our receiving the Lord initially, there's an entrance into at least this first level of enjoying Him in a kind of satisfying, fulfilling way related to His purpose. But there is a coming age that is a major enlargement of this beginning Sabbath rest that we first experienced. We have one more section today. Let's go back to Witness Lee. I do believe the Lord has opened our eyes that we have seen the real meaning of God's Sabbath. It is not just a rest after the completion of a kind of work. Something more than this. Because the real rest means satisfaction. If you are not satisfied in your desire, even you don't work, even you are sleeping, you don't have the rest. The best rest and the real rest is the satisfaction of your heart's desire. So, when we come to touch the Sabbath of God, we have to find out what is God's heart's desire. Well, from the first page to the last page of the Bible, we can see God's desire according to his eternal plan is to have himself fully expressed. And this was the reason that God created man in his own image. God created man in his image this means God wanted man to be his expression. So when man is here expressing God, when man is here representing God, surely God's desire is satisfied. When we are satisfied in our God's desire, even we are laboring, even we are working, we are still resting. When the Bible first mentioned man, it mentioned man in this way, in the way of God's image and in the way of God's dominion. So this means man was destined to express God with his image. And man was also destined to represent God with God's dominion. In other words, man was destined by God to express God and to represent God in his image and in his authority. 
to set up a kingdom, a divine realm for God's authority. Well, this is, I believe, so clearly pictured even in Genesis chapter 1. Then we come to the end of the Bible. After so many centuries, after God's creation, God's redemption, and God's transformation, and God's glorification, we come to the end of the Bible. What is there? There is just a city with God's appearance. The whole city looks like Jasper. Just like God sitting on the throne looks like Jasper. God's appearance it will be fully expressed in the city and on the city and upon the city. When you look at the city, surely you see God. God is there fully expressed. Not only so, within the city, right at the center, is the throne of God. The dominion of God is there. And there, God is not only the image to be expressed, but also the authority to be represented. So in eternity future, on the new land, on the new earth, the new Jerusalem will be God's full expression and full dominion. This is the real Sabbath to God. We all have to believe by that time God will fully rest because he will get what he wants to get. This is the real meaning of Sabbath, for God to rest. Gary, in Genesis, the Sabbath rest comes in after man's creation with God's image and for his dominion. In Revelation, the image and dominion have been fully realized in the city, New Jerusalem. Where do we now see the full Sabbath rest in this context? It's wonderful that in the New Jerusalem, it is the constitution of God with his people, and it represents a complete picture of God's full satisfaction. Here, he is expressed as indicated by the word jasper. Jasper is the appearance of God on his throne. Jasper is the appearance of the city itself. And then in the center of the city is the throne of God with his authority carrying out his purpose. Praise the Lord for this Sabbath rest. Well, thanks, Gary. This has been somewhat of an introductory or bird's eye view look on this matter of the Sabbath rest from the book of Hebrews. It's deep and it touches many, many items which we've covered in brief today. So we would just entreat our listeners, stay with us for the coming programs to see this matter unfolded in its entirety and it's well worthwhile to do so. For Gary Kaiser, I'm Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org.
www.ocrgmedia.org. Thanks for listening today.